On episode 70 of the new 8 Days a Geek podcast, Roseanne gets axed, WWDC, and a hot steaming broccolate. Stay tuned. to another episode of the new eight days a geek podcast i'm your host jesse miller and joining me as always the man who wants to be the very best like no one ever was to catch them as his real test and to train him is his cause john scott (laughs) (laughs) you didn't give me anything (laughs) Uh, the fact that you either knew that off the top of your head or went through the effort to look it up is uh that's enough uh, which which one makes me less of a geek? Uh, less of a geek, yeah. I guess. If you looked it up, obviously, I knew it off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, supreme geekness. Whoa. Yeah, I I, mean, I don't I know any more of it. <laughs> I don't. I only know the first verse, but I do yeah, know I the first verse. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know that. So to dream them is my cause. Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I know that much. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, blurbs. We only got one today. Uh, Sean sacrificed one of his stories to be up here. Right. Uh, so, uh, well, I mean, it's not even really a story because there's not much to talk about here. So, uh, you know, Lucifer, the uh, Fox show, the Neil Gaiman, you know, based on the Neil Gaiman uh, graphic novel, uh, was canceled, is canceled, is still canceled. Uh, however, at a recent Comic-Con in, I believe they, I believe it was in Australia, um, the uh, the star, Lauren Gurman, who plays Detective Chloe Decker, she appeared at Oz Comic-Con in Melbourne, Australia, alongside co-star Leslie Ann Brandt, who plays Mazikeen. And during the panel, uh, you know, she spoke about the Save Lucifer campaign and uh, and let them know that there was kind of a deadline here in regards to saving the show. And that deadline is June 16th. And basically by June 16th, if this show hasn't been picked up by one of the streaming services or anything, that's when everyone on the show is contractually allowed to go audition for other things and go get other jobs. So so uh, basically, if nobody steps in and saves the show by then, then it's really kind of dead. Um, so there's not a whole lot to talk about. Like, again, kind of why it went in the blurb section. So we're recording this on the 10th. Uh, everybody will hear it on the 11th, right? That's when it will drop. Uh, yes. The podcast. Yeah. Jesse. Yeah. So the 11th. Uh, so, uh, yeah, basically, if you're listening to this on the 11th, then there's five days <clears throat> un- until, you know, if somebody, if you don't hear an announcement within that amount of time, then the show's officially gone. So I, th- I, th- I thought the show was cool. I'd like to see somebody pick it up. I, I enjoyed it a lot. So I would follow it to a streaming service. If anybody, uh, you know, if the powers that be are listening. As long mm-hmm. as it wasn't YouTube Red. As long as it wasn't YouTube Red, you're right. They can go fuck themselves. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have not. I've never watched the show. Everyone tells me I should, and I. I guess I just cool. never got around to it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a real, you know, it's all about the biblical story of Lucifer and things like that. And he's living on Earth. And, you know, I don't know. It, it's really cool. Every, I love everything Neil Gaiman does, you know. So uh, we'll talk more about Neil Gaiman stuff later in the in the TV section. So, uh, you know, if you get a chance, I think there were, what, two, two, three seasons maybe? I'm not even sure which season they were on that was just canceled. So. It began as a mid-season replacement, so there might have been three years of it, I think, and one year was pro- one year was probably a, a mid-season, you know, when it began, so it was a shortened season. But uh, yeah, it was cool. I'd give. It, I'm sure it'll stick around somewhere streaming, uh, you know, even after its cancellation. So if you get a chance, I'm sure you can watch it on Hulu or something like that. Okay, awesome. Uh, let's see here. So now on to gaming. some gaming news. Um, I'm pretty much sure that Sean squeed all over himself when this oh man I did announced <laughs> uh, Fallout 76 we don't know dick and I, really. and I, and I jumped to like uh, I jumped to like jot it down in my notes as if like you know things we need to talk about on the podcast as if like this news <laughs> would like um, you know go with go without you noticing it you know because yeah, uh, right. you know I, I, I typically don't write down stories like that because you know I know that you're gonna pick them up I only write down television things and occasionally, you know, movies and whatever that I come across. But it's always stuff that I don't think you're going to either care to talk about or notice. And I was like, aha, I will write down Fallout 76 and I'll have a video game story. (laughs) And then, of course, I turned on the computer this morning and it was the first story in the section. So, yep, Uh, because I'm a Fallout fan, too. So when this got announced, I was pretty excited uh so fallout 76 we don't know much at all except for there was a live stream that was kind of a reveal of it uh we got a trailer the trailer doesn't give you a whole lot of information so what we do know obviously is called fallout 76 um no it's not the 76th game they're not skipping you know uh but so it's but uh, to be honest, like the fallouts, like at this point, are kind of hard to follow, you know, because they've gone from Fallout Three to Fallout New Vegas to Fallout Four. You know, it's one of those video games now. It's it's kind of become like Windows, <laughs> you know, like you can't you can't follow them from one to the next. Yeah. So, um, the story, the general story here is that you know, all the vaults, most of the vaults were set as social experiments or actual experiments, you know, chemical and all all these different things. Uh, however, you can't have an experiment without control. You have to have, you know, a, a group of subjects that don't have anything happening to them so you know what normality looks like. This is one of those vaults, Vault 76. Um... Uh, and it was supposed to open exactly 20 years after the bombs dropped. Um, that was, and it's it's saying here in a uh, Android Central article that that was to compare the survival rate of those who were let out versus those who remained inside. Um, so, little things we get uh, from the trailer. If you watch the trailer, we do see a Pip-Boy uh, that has, uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. The bombs in the in the Fallout story dropped um, October twenty third, twenty seventy seven. Um, trying to find the actual date that they have on the. 
on the Pip Boy. They they actually it shows the Pip Boy at one point in the trailer, and it uh, it has the the date on it, <clears throat> and it's twenty five years after the bombs dropped. So you know, first of all, you think about it: if these things were supposed to open twenty years after the bombs drop, what happened with the five years? You know, that's that's a little odd. So um, the Pip Boy has a date of October twenty seventh, twenty one o two. So, you know, that's an interesting little little thing. If it's supposed to be 20 years, that's five years too late. Um, we see all kinds of shots of the vault decorated to the nines for Reclamation Day, which is when the vaults are supposed to open. Um, also, a, uh, a re-rendition of Country Roads um, was playing, you know, John Denver's song. So we're kind of wondering, you know, is this is Vault seventy six in um, in Virginia? Maybe, you know, that's possible. Um, let's see here. Did you did you pick up anything from the trailer? Have you watched the trailer more than once? Like I have, I've watched it so no. many times. No, no, I watched it like the first day, and that was it. Did you uh, pick up anything from it that I haven't picked up? No, of course not. I, I th- I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting to hear what kind of game it's going to be, you know, because like I'm, I'm really only interested if this is going to be a new console game, and that's what I highly doubt, honestly. Um, especially with all of the the memes and things that I've seen, because like this did anger quite a bit of people because uh, there has still yet to be a new Elder Scrolls game, and in, in quite a a substantial amount of time and uh for the if they were if they were to come out with another fallout console game um i think uh it's gonna annoy a lot of people yeah there's gonna be some <laughs> riots man i mean there's i mean I, even i'm you know i'm like hey guys i mean you know hey I, I appreciate fallout 4 and everything but i'd really like to see elder scrolls whatever number we're on now you know uh, the the sequel to Skyrim, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think what's more likely that this is going to be some kind of either online game or um, uh, some kind of I don't know. I'm like feeling a base building. Well, I'm thinking, yeah, or or like some kind of like uh, souped up version of Fallout Shelter, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, you know, some kind of like you know maybe like a cross between Fallout and and then Sim City. Or the you know something like that you know what I mean? Uh, I'm not sure though. So, but if it's a new console game, I mean that's amazing. I'm not done with Fallout 4 yet. I've taken a break from it, so uh, you know. But I'm always behind on that stuff anyway. Okay. Uh, what do what do you think? You know what are what are what are your inclinations telling you that this is going to be? I don't know. See, it's. Um... I'm really I'm really torn because I think it would be interesting. I, I'm I'm a big fan of games like Ark Survival and uh, The Forest and uh, you know any game where you you start off like with nothing and you have to build your build your stuff up, build your base, build your survival kit and actually survive. Um so if it's a if it's a game like that, I would definitely get in on it. Uh, they do say it's supposed to have one of the rumors anyway, is that it's uh, it may be uh, multiplayer, you know, kind of a massively online multiplayer where there's a bunch of people playing on a single server. 
Uh, that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> now, let me ask you this. Like, is Elder Scrolls Online, and I believe, I think it is, right? Like, you can play that. Like, on can't you buy, like, a disc and play it on your console? Like, yes. do they have Elder That's what I thought. Like, for, like, Xbox One and PS4, can you can play the, the Elder Scrolls Online and stuff like that as yes. well. Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of betting it's going to be something like that. Uh, is some some online type of game to play. I just can't imagine like a whole new, uh, you know, devoted console game having been developed that quickly, really, you know, without uh, taking time out to make an Elder Scrolls game. Um, and since Elder Scrolls did get the online treatment already, I wouldn't be surprised if they want to do that with Fallout. Um now, I've been reading some GameSpot articles here in the background, and apparently there is – we're recording this on Sunday, June 10th. There is a press conference scheduled for tonight uh, by Bethesda mm-hmm. uh, prior to the beginning of E3 where they're going to announce more details about this. So by the time everybody hears this, those details will likely be announced. We may have answers to all of these questions. We. All right, yeah, and I was just looking up the schedule for that, actually. Uh, it looks like 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm sorry, I don't know what these other time zones are, but they're on the other side of the world. Yeah, BST and what AEST, is, is, I don't know what those are. Is that British Standard Time? That would not Could be. be. That, I mean, I guess that would kind of... British Summertime. Damn, I was really close. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So what's AEST? That's two thirty a.m. British summertime, June eleventh. That's got to be like Asian something standard time, maybe. Asia. Uh, Australian Eastern standard. Australia Eastern standard time. Australia Eastern standard time will be eleven thirty a.m. June eleventh. So, there's that international dateline thing for you. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Uh, let's see here. So Steam has gotten their name back in the news for a small little policy change. I see both sides of this story and or problem. I want to see what your thoughts are. Um, <sighs> My is... thoughts on a policy change at a company that I care nothing about and never participated in their service, but okay. You're supposed to be involved in every story because you're reporting on it, Sean. That's, that's the whole thing. I mean, I'm happy to give my... <laughs> Completely, completely invalid opinion <laughs> uneducated opinion <laughs> right <laughs> that's what the people come here for that's Please the proceed. good reporting <laughs> uh so valve has basically because of recent games such as uh active shooter okay which, what's valve what's valve valve is the company that owns steam gotcha please Get proceed it? steam valve <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Ah. That's clever. <laughs> I love these guys already. Yeah. Also, Val, you know Valve from Counter-Strike <laughs> and Half-Life and those kind of games. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so Valve has said that from now on, they are going to allow everything on Steam as long as it isn't illegal or just downright trolling. Uh, recently, because of games that have been submitted to the Steam store, yeah, people have given Valve some crap over this uh, decision because games like Active Shooter, where you literally go through a school of killing people 
you know, that's in bad taste. It's not necessarily okay. illegal to put out right. a game like that. It's in bad taste, but I would the same consider time, that trolling. Uh, yeah, but I, dude, I mean, but at the same, I, I, I get the bad taste part of it and everything. But at the same time, I have spent hours playing Grand Theft Auto and yes. doing the most horrible things imaginable. And mm-hmm. so I, I, you, I really cannot cast judgment there, you know? Yeah. So um, Valve has said that Active Shooter was a troll. And I, I, I agree completely with that because it was a game that was out there specifically for a hot button issue that was a bad thing. And, you know, it, it tried to basically troll everyone who was on sure. one side of that issue. So and I can see that. Like yeah. if it was, if it wasn't released until, you know, right after that or something like, sure. I, and it I wasn't, totally it was that. right after that, right after all the uh, recent school shootings. Right. You know, so also, um, you know, like adult games, things like that, uh, overtly sexual, like Hoonie pop and, uh, uh, cam studio whatever i see these things pop up on my feed i don't i don't play any of them but i've seen youtubers play them i have no idea what you're even talking about they're like anime some mostly of a, most of them are anime games um i mean they're very sexual in nature even if they aren't you know pornographic they are very sexual in nature uh so valve is basically saying games like that games that are you know in bad taste, but not necessarily illegal or trolling or, you know, very sexual in nature and all these different things. They want nothing to do with policing them from now on. <clears throat> if it's not illegal and it's not trolling, it can be on the Steam store. I see both sides of an argument here. People are saying that Valve washing their hands of this is a bad thing, that, you know, users can't be trusted, blah, blah, blah. This is very, very true. However, I also see the side of it where gamers uh, number one you should be of a certain age to have a steam account obviously people are not always of that age but that is in the terms of service once you are of that age you should be allowed to play whatever you want to play if you don't if you don't like a game you think it's in bad taste don't play it don't buy it if you're below that age by god where are your parents (laughs) you know so if if a parent is saying I don't want my child being you know exposed to this kind of stuff well then don't let your child get exposed to it that's that's how parenting works uh you know if you're like I said if you're an older gamer and you don't like the fact that this stuff is on there well don't buy it I mean I don't like everything that's on TV but I don't go boycotting things and complaining about it so yes, I see both sides. What what do you what do you think in general with this information? Uh, I, mean, I feel like it is their decision whether or not they want to police the stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like either way, it should be up to them. If they want to say, if they want to step back and say everything is allowed here as long as it's not, you know, blatantly illegal or whatever, and and make, you know, and draw their line in the sand, they should be able to. Uh, Just like, you know, Disney doesn't make 
R-rated movies. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if you want to police yourself, go ahead. If you don't, you don't have to. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, really. So, I, I guess. I guess that means I'm with you on it. I guess. Uh, you know, I, if, yeah. if you're a member of this platform and you use this stuff and you don't like the games, then don't play the games. Exactly. I mean, or and and if you really don't like the fact that they have it then don't use the service and go use something else. Like that's what America is. Vote with your wallet. Exactly. Those little green slips in your wallet are the most, uh, most influential voting ballot you can have. All right. Let's see here. So now I have to tell you something, Trevor. It's time for TV news. Well, this couldn't happen to a nicer person. Yeah, I know. And it happened like the day after we recorded the last podcast, I think. Uh, so I felt like when I when I started putting my notes in this morning, I saw this was like the very first thing I had on my list. And I was like, are we sure this happened? You know, <laughs> after the last podcast, I feel like it's this, I feel like this happened a month ago already. Uh, but apparently not. Uh, so we will discuss it, uh, however, briefly. Uh, and that is the fact that uh, uh, despite its massive ratings and the fact that they had already picked it up for an additional season after airing only, I believe, two episodes of the, of the show, the rebooted Roseanne has been canceled at ABC uh, following a, a series of racist tweets by the show's star, Roseanne Barr. So uh, I'm sure that everyone listening is already aware of this. You know, again, it's been uh, quite a few days, but since we haven't talked about it, uh, we're you know we threw it in here. So, um, like you said, this couldn't happen to a nicer person. Uh, this all came after she got on Twitter, uh, you know, less little less than two weeks ago, and criticized uh, former Obama aide Valerie Jarrett and made some uh, disgusting, you know, racial remarks towards her um that we don't even need to repeat honestly so uh you know what were, what was your take when all of this went down uh, i mean abc acted pretty swiftly yeah uh, and it you know pretty quickly canceled this show despite the fact that it had already been renewed therefore everybody was still under was under contract and so like everybody is going to have to get paid for this despite the fact that ABC has canceled it mm-hmm. so you know they're losing a ton of money in all of this oh, but yeah. uh, they 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 reacted very swiftly and 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 shut this shit down so when i saw the news and it said uh, Roseanne Barr tweeted blah 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 my first reaction was well of course she did Right. And then my second reaction... Because this is something they've been dealing with since they gave the show the reboot. I mean, she's yeah. been a she's been a racist, conservative nutbag on Twitter for a long time. Uh, you know, a long time. And, and this was nothing new. And, and they were hoping to keep it reined in, you know, uh, or that the show would, would keep her reined in, and, and it failed. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, in today's day and age... It's not that more people are racist, bigoted, re- you know, morons. It's that they can go on Twitter. <laughs> now we can hear when they're being racist, you know. So I don't know. Uh, my, you know, when it comes down to this, I always say, you know, take their Twitter away. 
it'll solve a lot of problems. But sure. I don't honestly think that's the answer because I kind of want to know. <laughs> you <laughs> right. know, I mean, because if it, if she didn't have Twitter, this would have continued on. She would have just, you know, been hateful and making money. And I, I kind of want people to be held to task for their for things this blatantly racist and stuff like right. that, you know? So, yeah, I'm torn on that one. Uh, what I do, we, the biggest problem I have is that since the whole show is canceled, all I mean, all the people are getting paid, but the show is canceled. And they were, they were all talking about how much of a family they were and how great it was to be back together. I'm a huge John Goodman fan, you know? Right. And I know that this, I know I read that like the stars are still getting paid, but I don't know if it's the same for like the cast and, or the crew, I mean. Oh, uh, you know, I don't not. know if. I don't know if it works the same way for those people. And, you know, that's you're talking about hundreds of jobs that, you know, were lost because of this one, you know, crazy bitch. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they, there's been talks of uh, bringing the show back, like, without her, you know, centered more around the daughter Darlene who had moved her kids home in the rebooted version. Uh, but I don't know if you're going to see that. And if that came, if they tried that, I feel like there'd be a, a, a you know, a, just as much of a backlash against it from the conservative side, you know, because there has been, again, and this is probably why it feels like it's been so long since this story actually took place, even though it's been barely two weeks, if that. Uh, and that's because after this happened, within a week or so, uh, Samantha B on TBS uh, on her show got into it, uh, got it, you know, brought into this whole t- type of discussion because uh, you know she used a, a a derogatory term towards Ivanka Trump, and the conservative right immediately, you know, got up in arms and and called for her show to be canceled and for her to be taken off of television because of what she had said on TV, much, you know, whereas Roseanne just tweeted stuff. Hell, the president does that every day. And, uh, uh, and, and Samantha B did not lose her job, at least not yet. Uh, and, and, you know, at least in my opinion, that's because, you know, she wasn't making like racial slurs, you know what I mean? Like she referred to the president's daughter, you know, with a very disgusting word. And, but that's more of like a judgment of her character and not her, you know, race creed, you know, color, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a dirty word, but I mean, world's full of them. Get used to right. it. So, uh, yeah, so there's been a lot of, you know, of talk here, you know, and a lot of, of, I, I feel that because of that specifically, you know, someone else, you know, not losing her show, I feel if they brought this back in some kind of, of rebooted form without her, that, uh, uh, there would be, you know, tons of backlash from the, the, the right side, um, of the political spectrum. And I don't think ABC wants to deal with that either. Yeah, I don't think so, it's worth it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's sad. I, I thought the show was decent, despite the fact that she was crazy, and I don't, you know, agree with any of her political beliefs. But I thought, th- I thought the writers behind the show, you know, Whitney Cummings was a showrunner, I believe, and Wanda Sykes was one of the writers. Like there was a lot of, you know, very funny liberal female comedians, specifically, you know, behind the scenes on that show that I've watched in the past. I, I enjoy Whitney Cummings and Wanda Sykes both, uh, and uh, and so you know, like. The fact that all those people lost their job because of one stupid thing or a couple stupid things she tweets out, and it's it's pretty crappy. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. I I never liked the show. I didn't like the first rendition. I haven't liked the reboot. Uh, so yeah, I'm a bad judge. But right, what can you do? All right. <clears throat> All right. And so from one kind of, I mean, I guess you can consider that first story sad, at least, you know, for some people, uh, to another strangely sad story. And that is, it was recently announced as well, another huge story in the television world, that uh, Andrew Lincoln, the star of AMC's The Walking Dead, will be exiting the show this season during the ninth season, I believe it is, of, of the hit series. Uh, that's pretty big news, right? I mean, not only yeah. is it big news, I mean, because like, I mean, I guess you thought that like Rick would never leave the show. You know what I mean? Like, ever, I, I always kind of assumed that like Rick was, you know, the only safe one on the show. So I didn't think that it would go on without him. Now I'm I, I'm not current in the comic books, so I don't know if you know Rick has managed to survive this you know all this time in the comic books either. Uh, so I have no idea. But you know I just never expected uh, I never expected Andrew Lincoln to to exit the show, but uh, apparently he will be. Um, and they're reporting that uh, you can only expect to see him in about six episodes or so of the upcoming season, which I believe would probably make it like you know because they always split their season into two halves um so that's probably like the first half of the season or something you know what i mean like he'll be back in the fall likely and uh and then you know when that half of the season ends that'll be it for rick grimes so what do you think this is this is pretty big news did you think the show would ever go on without him i you know, I, I lost a lot of interest in the show after the second season. I haven't watched it since. Um, I mean, he is kind of the face of The Walking Dead. But, you know, when it first started, I still remember, uh, like, memes and t-shirts that said, if Daryl dies, we riot. Right. And, and that's, like, the only, I guess you could call it, silver lining in all of this, is that while uh, he has announced that he will be leaving... Uh, co-star Norman Reedus, who plays Daryl, has agreed to like a $20 million deal um, that will bring him back uh, on the show. And according to the Hollywood Reporter article here, it says him, he will become the new number one on the call sheet. So that basically makes him the star of the show, you know. So, uh, so Daryl sticks around. Uh, however, uh, in addition to Andrew Lincoln... Rick Grimes leaving the show. It's also been uh, revealed that Lauren Cohen, who plays Maggie, will be um, exiting the show as well. Um, so both she and Rick will both be in, you know, fewer than the normal amount of episodes in the upcoming season. And uh, you know, with the loss of many other recent characters and things like that, there's. I don't know. That's a lot of changes in this show, man. In season nine, you know, if if it didn't, if it hasn't jumped the shark already, then I'm sure this is it. Yeah, it it's not. It doesn't bode well. Does not bode well. <clears throat> okay. So yeah, I guess that's all we got here for that. I just. Uh, I found this to be, you know, like even more, I guess even because it happened like the day after the Roseanne thing, I believe. And uh, and so uh, I found this to be like 
way more surprising. You know what I mean? Because like you said, it could like her thing couldn't have happened to a nicer lady. You know, like I kind of expected her to do something horrible that resulted in, you know, a cancellation of the show almost, you know, or at least it wasn't surprising to me. This just kind of like blew my mind, you know? Yeah, I I guess since I don't watch the show, it doesn't come as that big of a hit to me, but I mean, it is, he is, like I said, the face of the walking Right, world, but so. I mean, imagine, I mean, try thinking of like any show like that, you know, like, uh, okay, so Supernatural's been on for like 14 years. What if they were like, Supernatural's coming back for next season, but one of the two guys is leaving the show? You know, like Jensen Ackles is going to leave the show, but we're bringing it back with just Jared Padalecki. You know, you'd be like, what the hell? Like, I'm not going to watch that. Like, you're just, yeah, probably you clearly should have just ended it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling like uh, like they're going to have to make this show like really, really interesting to after Rick, you know, and and depending on how they they handle his exit, you know what I mean? Like uh, they've lost a lot of ratings already, especially with just like the brutality of the, the, the Negan character. Uh, you know, um, if Rick goes out in some horrible, you know, terrifyingly brutal death in some way. Uh, I don't know, man, you know, you're going to lose a lot of people. So, all right, let's move on to better news and uh, happy news in the television world. And back to Neil Gaiman from earlier, as I mentioned, we would talk about him a little more. And that's that uh, one of uh, his other shows, one that is sticking around on the Stars Network, American Gods. Um, I don't know if we went over this recently. I don't know if we talked about it when it was announced that Jillian uh, Anderson, who, you know, from X-Files fame, who had played the god of media on on uh, the stars show American Gods, uh, that she had announced that she was leaving after the series showrunner Brian Fuller announced his exit. And I don't know if we talked about that or not, but if we didn't, then t- two stories in one. So uh, uh, what they have announced, though, is her replacement. And uh, they've also announced a couple other casting uh, decisions, and that is that uh, a gentleman by the name of Dean Winters uh, from Divorce and John Wick has been tapped to play Mr. Town. Um, Devery Jacobs from Cardinal and The Order is set to be uh, Sam Black Crow. And then this is the story that uh, was originally brought to my attention was a Kyun Kim from Shameless and Cassandra French's Finishing School. That sounds fun. Uh, has been ca- <laughs> has been cast as the god New Media. So they're not going to just replace Gillian Anderson as you know like uh, they're just they're not just going to keep the same character and replace the actress they're just going to get rid of the character of media altogether and replace it with new media and new media will be played by Kyun Kin so uh, uh that's pretty cool i like the way they're doing that you know i like the fact that they didn't just recast the role and they decided to like you know switch it out a little bit and i feel like that's something i feel like that's almost neil gaiman um at work because the version of American gods that I have listened to was actually like a, uh, like a special production version of it on audible.com. And it had like a, like I believe like an intro and an afterward by Neil Gaiman and things like that. 
And it was like his, a special edited version of the book by him. And he discussed in either the, I believe the afterword, um, that, uh, you know, like updates that he would make to the book if he wrote it, you know, if he had written it years later and things like that. And, uh, and I feel like changing the media to the new media and incorporating, you know, things that may not have even existed back when he wrote this book originally, that, which I believe would be things like Twitter and stuff like that. You know, um, I, I feel like that's, I feel like that's almost him at work as a, as a, as a producer on this show. So I find that really cool. And I thought that was a, a super neat, uh, uh, um, direction that they took it in. So I'm excited for this show to come back. It's scheduled to be back in 2019. Um, so we've still got a little ways to go. Um, but uh, did you ever watch this show when it was on in season one? I have not. Ah, you're missing out. Did you ever read or listen to the audiobook? I I have the audiobook. I have not listened to it. So you're still a terrible human being, basically, is basically, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For the man who didn't know who Valve was. I mean, what the hell am I supposed to know what Valve is? You own the audiobook and haven't even listened to it. I, I own a I, lot of audiobooks I haven't listened to. I don't even know how a Steam works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a Valve is. All right. So moving on, the very last story I've got for you today in the television category was not too long ago. We did discuss, I remember this, that uh, HBO was basically commissioning everyone and their brother to come up with spinoff ideas for Game of Thrones. And I believe that they had specifically given out, you know, like four contracts to people to come up with spinoff versions. And then after that, I believe they announced a fifth one had been given. So uh, we've just been waiting. Waiting for HBO to announce something, and and that came down just the other day, and they have greenlit a Game of Thrones prequel uh, from hot feature writer Jane Goldman uh, from Kickass and Kingsman, and author Game of Thrones co-executive producer George R. R. Martin. Uh, so, uh, Jane Goldman and George R. R. Martin have teamed up, and they have apparently created a prequel to uh, the Game of Thrones, then HBO has officially ordered to pilot. That's as far as it's gotten so far, so it's just been ordered to pilot, but I mean, that's pr- that bodes pretty well for a show you know, on a, on a service like HBO. So um, this should be at least the first, if not the first of several uh, Game of Thrones spinoffs that you may get or that we may get. So... Are you current on Game of Thrones? Did you? I don't even remember if you watched this show either. Uh, I do, and I am. Okay. So uh, are you going to watch this? What do you think? Apparently it's supposed to take place like way before anything, you know, that we're familiar with. You know, this is supposed to show like Westeros in its darkest days and things like that. So, um, you know really, really historical characters that have been referenced in the show previously, or I guess are going to be the central characters in this. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'll watch it just to give it a, ch- a chance, but I don't know. I, it depends <clears throat> on if they come up with a Tyrion Lannister for me. I've, right, a, I've said from the very beginning... Makes, it, makes you addicted to watching yeah, it? Yeah, I have to watch it because I want to see... Tyrion. If there was any 
Like, if they got rid of him at any point, I would have dropped the show immediately because he's the thing I want to go see or want to watch when I watch it. You know, I'm drunk right. and I know things. I, right, right. So that's what I do. Beautiful. I drink and I know things. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. So uh, don't look for this show to be around anytime soon. Uh, HBO has said that they are not looking to even air this until the original Game of Thrones has come to a conclusion. They don't want to take away from Game of Thrones or they don't want anyone to feel like they're using the finale of Game of Thrones to uh, bolster the the debut of this show. That's smart. Which I which is kind of cool. I, I feel that's, you know, kind of a like an honest, cool thing to do. Yeah, that's very uh, smart. In, in, yeah, and and they could have their own, you know, ulterior motives, you know, in order to, you know, financially maximize the profits they make. It may be smarter to split it up like that. I don't know. Um, but I think either so, way, because the I episodes are cool. so long that you wouldn't have time to watch both shows. I think that's right. why. And um, after you take one away and you make me feel that loss, I think I'm going to be much more likely to mm-hmm. try the prequel and stuff. And to give you an example uh, of a show we were just talking about with The Walking Dead, exactly. uh, uh, when Fear the Walking Dead debuted during like, you know, what, season six or season seven of The Walking Dead, I was like, Nah, I'm. I I, I tur- we turned it on, and I think we watched the first maybe a uh, couple, maybe two episodes. I don't even want to. I don't even think I got three into it before I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I just don't need another one of these, you know. Exactly. Uh, and so I think I would be much more likely to watch it if they split it up like that. So I think HBO is making a smart move there. I agree. But, uh, uh, Game of Thrones isn't expected to end until 2019. That's when it's going to air its final season. So uh, you wouldn't expect this to uh, hit the airwaves until 2020. So, you know, you've got plenty of time. Uh, but uh, we'll see how it goes. In 2020, we'll have the same discussion again. Are you watching it? What do you think? Oh, boy. Okay. That's all I got for you in TV news. In TV news. TV news. <laughs> Tech news. All right. So uh, we're going to crank through this one pretty quick because there wasn't anything unbelievably jaw-droppingly amazing. Let's begin with what does WWDC stand for? <laughs> Worldwide Developer Conference. Ooh. It is Apple's, um, exactly, Apple's uh, kind of mid-year. Uh, any, I should know, anytime I see like 15 links next to something in the show <laughs> notes, it's always some garbage that I know is going to put me to sleep. Probably. Uh, I Like I said, it's all software. There was no hardware to re- uh, released. So I'm just going to highlight a couple interesting things that I thought were kind of cool. Uh, we could skip that because none of it's interesting. Yeah, well, the, some of it is, though. Uh, first I'll thing. I'll be the judge of that. Oh sir. God damn it, Sean! <laughs> uh, the new version of Mac OS, Mac OS Mojave. Not interesting. This is not Netflix. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I next can turn story. it into whatever I want. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So, uh, obviously, the best thing about it is the dark theme. It turns all the silver stuff in Mac OS to like black, and it looks awesome. Because not. Mac OS is too goddamn bright. Sometimes it just is. Dark theme will make it much better. 
okay. App Store is getting a redesign. That's nah, not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, the desktop, they're doing a thing where they're like making stacks of like files to where if you have images or movies or PDFs, they'll all stack into one little animated stack. You can click that okay. and it'll break out all the files. That's not interesting. It's n- it's interesting, but I mean, it's it not may be necessary. Handy, but it's not interesting. I don't understand why it's like, necessary. Make folders, you know. Oh sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I mean, I guess that could be like there. Are they like you know? Tr- they don't want to be Windows. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, Windows has folders, so we'll have stacks. <laughs> you know, like whatever. Much, like yeah. the fact that you didn't have organization before makes you an asshole. Yeah. Well, they did, but this is automatic. So if you oh. have a if you have a desktop full of uh, pictures, then whenever you turn this on, they'll all go into one little stack. Okay. But it's kind of unnecessary. I don't. I. I don't. You don't save things to the desktop of Mac OS because it's supposed to be clean. And if you do, you're a goddamn psychopath. I... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, dynamic desktop. Your desktop image changes throughout the day. That's kind of nifty. It's unnecessary, but it's nifty. Like they had a sand dune, and like in the middle of the day at noon, it's a regular sand dune. But then as they move the clock forward, you know, the scene changes to night. Oh, I get what you're saying. It's like the exact same thing. It's not like a, it's not like a, what do they call that? You know, just like a shifting set of images, like a carousel or whatever. Yeah, they already have that. Right. It's it's actual like time lapse photography almost. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but. I'll give you this. That one is oh, that one is slightly interesting, not useful or <laughs> no. handy at no. all. <laughs> Most of the stuff they announced for Mojave is not actually that useful, in but my that's opinion. Kind of fun. Some people will probably think this is the bee's knees and the cat's pajamas and all those other phrases, but yeah, that doesn't look. The dark theme is the only thing I need out of this whole announcement for Mojave. The dark theme. And that's just because, like I said, Mac OS is too damn bright. Everything's white. I mean, you turn that thing on. You open up your laptop. Like at midnight, when everyone else is asleep, all the lights are off. You open up your laptop. And you feel like the little German dude with the glasses in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like the bright light envelops you and then your face melts off. And it's like, oh, now that my eyes have adjusted, I can browse YouTube. So. I was thinking more like um, like the dudes from Pulp Fiction when they open the briefcase. Uh, yeah, but more painful. But more pain. More like Sarah Connor uh, watching Doomsday as she as her bones grasp onto the <laughs> fence. <laughs> How many references can we come up with? <laughs> uh, all right, for so staring at something bright. <laughs> uh, so that's Mojave. Um, iOS twelve, of course. I mean. They couldn't do iOS 76, so they had to settle right. for 12. <sighs> um, they're supposed to be, you know, making Siri smarter. Uh, they are. The beta shows us a debut of the locking the USB port after so many, you know, days or hours of not being signed into. Uh, we talked about that one or two episodes ago, I believe. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, An emoji gets an update. That allows you to do what's called a me emoji or memoji. Yeah, memoji. Um, you basically create your own animoji face and it's used as animoji. Oh, and they have tongue tracking now. So you can stick your tongue out and it'll know and it'll stick your avatar's tongue out too. 
Um, yeah, that's stupid. I believe those are also available in like FaceTime, so you can use them there. It's kind of interesting. Speaking of FaceTime, it's getting group calling, so now you can do group calls on FaceTime, which is kind of cool. Um, way to come late to the party, but hey, you know it's useful for when friends want to see each other's ugly faces. I don't know. I I use FaceTime for my daughter to call my parents. I don't actually use FaceTime to call anyone unless now I do use it if my wife sends me to the store, but I use the back camera and I point it at the item she wants. And I'm like, is this it? No. Is this it? No. Is this it? You know? So that's helpful, but I, I don't need a group call. I don't need people in on that. Um, let's see here. Third-party navigation apps will now be able to use CarPlay. That's where you plug your iPhone into a CarPlay-enabled headset, you know, head unit, and it'll actually show the apps on the screen. So that's that's going to be nice because used to it was all you know first-party apps that could do it. So, uh, let's see here, <laughs> Wallet on iPhone and Apple Watch adds support for student ID cards. It's surprising they didn't add that sooner, to be honest. That seems like a very hipster thing to add. Apple Apple is hipster. Uh, other than that, nothing nothing too crazy. You know, basic basic stuff. It was very dis- it was kind of a disappointing WWDC really. Um, oh you son of a bitch. Um WatchOS five. The only thing I care about in all of WatchOS five is walkie talkie. That was really the only thing I cared about. You get like pot, you know, new app integrations, podcasts and stuff like that, but walkie-talkie. So now I can be an actual Dick Tracy wannabe. I was going to say now you can be Dick Tracy. Oh like- god, yeah. <laughs> and it is basically, you know, when I first saw it, I thought it was going to be a you know, you record a message then you send it. And then the other person records a message and they send it, but it's not from what I understand, it's actually a FaceTime audio call with push to talk. So it, it's a continuous call. It just leaves out the duplex part of it. Just weird. But hey, now I can I can fa- I can uh, Dick Tracy people. So, uh, uh, let's see. Apple TV will be getting z- <coughs> what they call zero sign-on for cable. Um, they already have some of this stuff. Um, let's see here. Zero sign on. This comes from Apple Insider, uh, which will detect a provider's network and automatically sign users into channel apps. Charter, Charter Spectrum will be the first company on board. So basically, if you have Charter, um, kind of like if you have Charter Internet and you get an Apple TV, the Apple TV will detect that you have Charter Internet and automatically sign you in to all the TV apps that you can use Charter with. Just kind of cool because that's a common problem for those of us who have uh, you know, used all these streaming services. You end up you get a new device, you got to sign in to 50 things with the same account just to watch some regular TV and it never fails. My daughter will say, "Hey, can I watch this show?" and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, she wants to watch Shimmer and Shine and Shimmer and Shine's on Nick Jr. Okay, we'll go to the Nick Jr. app. And then it's asking me, oh, you have to activate this app. You haven't signed in yet. 
And it's like 10 o'clock at night. I don't feel like doing that. This would make that much easier. Um, like I said, they do. They are getting Dolby Atmos support for those of you rich enough to afford an Atmos-enabled speaker system. Uh, Sean, you got like what five of those? Three of them still in boxes, right? Just sitting yeah, there. I, I, I don't even, coffee table. Don't even know what those are. <laughs> Atmos is uh, Dolby's new version of their surround sound that has um, not only the standard you know circle of speakers around you, but also has the ability to project sound over your head to where if a plane goes over your head, you can actually hear it like traveling above your head, that kind of thing. It's very interesting. Very cool. Uh, I've tried it out in several places. It's very good technology, but it's still very expensive. So, all right. See, I told you I'd get through those relatively quick, right? I only dozed off twice. Good. Good. You got most of it then. Uh, so, if you're in Uganda, <laughs> <laughs> lots of sentences start that way, Sean. It's not I'm abnormal. Just wondering <laughs> how many of our listeners you think are in Uganda. Uh, I don't know. I guess that w- I don't. I don't have a slice idea. So, um, good for you, Ugandans, if you're listening to us. You probably. I. I don't know. What is its primary language in Uganda? Not English. (laughs) Sean. Um, Let's see. Uganda, uh, primary languages, English and Swahili. Really? You were half wrong. I was half wrong. Yeah. It's amazing. Awesome. I was going to say Swahili, but I didn't want to be culturally insensitive if that that was the wrong place. Yeah, that could have been very racist. That could have been super racist. So I, I wanted to check that before I... Let that pass my teeth. Uh, so Uganda's parliament. See now I can't say things. Uganda's parliament passed a uh, social media tax. So I I think there are people in the United States which we should probably add this to. Maybe not all of us, but some of us. Um, so it'll consist of a daily fee of about two hundred shillings, which is five cents in the United States. Uh, this levied against anyone who uses social networking and messaging apps and platforms like WhatsApp, Facebook, and Twitter. This comes from Engadget. Um, according to Trading Economics, in 2016, Uganda had a per capita income of $666.10. So five cents is a shitload of money for, what was this, daily? Jesus. Yeah, five cents a day. Five cents <clears throat> day let's see five cents a day times 365 days it's 18 dollars and 25 cents so and they said like and like what was that per capita income 666 dollars and 10 cents and that's per what i would assume that's it says in 2016 i'm wondering if that's a year 600 bucks a year dang Um, let's see here. You get, mm, I lost my mouse. There you are. Uh, per capita income. It's gotta be here. I mean, why else would they break it down? You know what I mean? Like what else would they yeah, break it, it down? Make, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to break it down other than a year here. Um, per capita. Good Lord. I don't know most of these words. 
<laughs> most of these acronyms. I'm working. I'm looking at a um, economic site. What is this? Ugandan GDP per cap. I don't want GDP. And what did they say it was? Six hundred and ten dollars or something? It's PPP. It's PPP. Gross domestic product. Um, the uh, the per capita income. Yeah, what was it? Six hundred and sixty-six dollars and ten cents. Yeah. Uh, okay, I see where they're there. That's the GDP per capita. I think is what they're working off of with that. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that's a lot of money for you know one person. That's a hell of a lot of money. Holy cow, man. All right, <clears throat> but basically, their uh, their cov- their government has passed this. It go the law goes into effect on July first. Uh, they say on Engadget, it's not clear how the government will monetize it or monitor its citizens or collect the tax. That seems like a really hard thing to do, <laughs> right? You know, um, yeah. So. I they say it's uh to prevent quote unquote gossip. Seems more like a government control thing to me. It's got a really government controlly vibe to it, you know? Um see Papua New Guinea recently announced that the country would block access to Facebook for a month to analyze how the population is using the service. So that's interesting too. That's at the bottom of this article. So yeah, I I don't I no I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand. But you know, this is the thing. Um now that like I said, now that everyone has a voice on social media, it is harder and harder and harder for those voices to be quieted and like I said, it'd be interesting to see how they plan on uh, monitoring this and telling when people have actually used the social media that day. And then is it like every day? Like if I don't use it one day, do I just not have to pay? If right. like, if I don't care about Twitter for a day, you know? Or is it just if you have an account, you have to pay so exactly. much per day? Yeah. And is it like if I just use one Facebook thing, do I have to pay the same amount as somebody who has like a Facebook and a Twitter and a, you know, this and a that? Yeah. And a, you know, I don't know. Like this is <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> I put this one in the show notes as geeky version of America. <laughs> because, you know, everyone's always like, America. And they show, they have like a gun or they go, America. And it's a big truck crushing other things. Or, you know, it's all these displays of machismo and things like that. America. Well,. Uh, the Department of Energy pulled back the curtain on the world's most powerful supercomputer Friday. America! Huh. <laughs> Comes from Engadget. We uh, we officially have the world's most powerful supercomputer again. Um, it was China. China had it for a while. Um, and we we trounced them like a lot. Like Yeah, apparently. Man. <laughs> so, Summit is the name of the computer. When it's operating at max capacity, it can run at 200 
petaflops. And no, those don't have to be on the sex offender registration list. Uh, that's 200 quadrillion calculations per second. That's uh, a little faster than your TI-82 you had to have in college. Um, the previous record holder was China's Sunway... God, this is going to suck. <laughs> Tiao Light? Really probably messed. That, that, no, there's no way that's how you say that word. Um, it had a 93 petaflop capacity. So it's like more than another, like on t- more than two times as powerful. Um, let's see. Summit is also about seven times faster than Titan, who is the previous U.S. record holder. And it was housed at the same Oak Ridge National Lab in Tennessee. Uh-huh. I like this. I like that next line, though. For perspective, in one hour, okay. Summit can solve a problem that it would take a desktop computer 30 years to crack. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't even imagine, you know, a problem that would take my desktop computer 30 years to crack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So here's some, here's some good, some more good numbers for you. Summit's 4,608 servers, which take up the size of two tennis courts, house more than 9,022-core IBM Power 9 processors and more than 27,000 NVIDIA Tesla V100 GPUs. It's a lot of Bitcoin mining right there. (laughs) Uh, Cooling the system takes 4,000 gallons of water a minute, and Summit uses enough power to run 8,100 homes. Wow. Yeah. So this is crazy. Uh, let's see here. <sighs> you know what this reminds me of? Are you all caught up on Westworld? I am. Yeah. This is the cradle, dude. <laughs> like that would when you be scroll, awesome. Like when you scroll down and it's like there's a lot more to Summit than simply snatching back a record of China's held for five years. It was designed for artificial intelligence operations. And then directly under that is just like, you know, a photograph of like just the line after just the lines, the rows of the servers and everything. And it's like, well, this is the cradle. I mean, it's clearly where we're going here, right? I'm telling you, it ends badly. <laughs> <laughs> they gain sentience, and it's not good. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Good stuff. <clears throat> America. <laughs> All right. Um, wow. Wow. I don't recognize that line of text. I slipped a story in. Holy shit. Sean slipped in a text story. I slipped the story into the end of the tech category well, you, you because just... this one, this one, I believe, uh, will affect me directly. Okay, well, you you just take that one, little guy. You you so take that and run with it. It is. It's the end of a technological era, uh, and this is going to be one of those things like you know when we men- when we when we're forced to mention like Earthlink or something, and we're like that's still around, um, but uh, Yahoo recently announced that on July 17th, Yahoo Messenger is shutting down. Uh, So it has been, I believe, over 20 years now that Yahoo Messenger has been around. I mean, I'm sure you have a Yahoo Messenger ID, don't you? Like, you know Uh, what I mean? Like from back in the day? Well, I think if you have a Yahoo ID, you have a Messenger ID. Right, exactly. I use use Flickr, which was owned by Yahoo. Right. Right. So, yeah, I do. <laughs> so 
the way I believe this is going to affect me personally right now, because it's not like I'm still, you know, like, you know, getting on my desktop and logging into the Yahoo Instant Messenger or anything. But uh, as you know, I'm a big fantasy baseball and fantasy football player. And the Yahoo Fantasy Sports app uh, includes a, a chat room and a chat messenger system that is powered by Yahoo Messenger. So unless they're going to leave the features still active for fantasy players, which I doubt, especially because when I'm on my desktop uh, and I'm on the PC, you know, the website, uh, the, 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 the desktop version of the, of the fantasy website, and you use the same chat room uh, icon, uh, you're greeted by a bright message across the very top, you know, a static message that's, uh, that's tacked to the top, letting you know that Yahoo Messenger is shutting down on July 17th. And uh, when you use the mobile app, there's no notification like that that I've noticed. So uh, I'm just curious as to whether it's still going to affect those of us who use the mobile app or whether it's solely going to affect people who use it through the desktop site, or uh, if all of it's going to go away. I can't seem to find you know definitive answers there, but uh, regardless, July 17th will be the day that we will know for sure. But uh, I believe that uh, the fantasy users like I will... Um, will be losing access to like our league chat rooms and things like that, which is kind of shitty to do in the middle of a baseball season, guys. So, <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to have to look into, you know, creating a, a league chat room on like, you know, group me or WhatsApp or, you know, one of or whatever those other messaging applications are. What's that other one we used? Slacker or something like that. Slack. Slack. Yeah. So, <laughs> But yeah, it's you know it's but this is one of those things you know this is kind of like I think it was only a year or two ago when uh, AOL announced that they were shutting down you know AIM the AOL Instant Messenger and it had been around for like twenty years as well you know uh, granted I'm sure most of us didn't even realize that this messaging service still existed but uh, you know it's kind of kind of sad right yeah sure <laughs> super sad I haven't used Yahoo. Instant Messenger, I think, since uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say high school. It could have been farther back than that, but I think maybe high school. I think I may have had it on my first smartphone. See, I don't even think I ever had that. You know, uh, like I just I I just have it. I don't even have the app itself, you know, downloaded on my phone. I have the Yahoo Fantasy app and I have the Yahoo uh, Sports app. Um, but uh, obviously, Yahoo Messenger is is embedded within the Yahoo Fantasy app, you know, uh, because you can launch the chat room from your app, and you know, everything is powered by Yahoo Messenger. So, just to show you how long ago it was, my Yahoo ID. Um, is an ID that I must have created when I was still in my band. <laughs> when I was in my punk band, I had that Yahoo ID. So it's it's a it's a little it's a little old. So uh, currently, there is no replacement uh, available. It says. Uh, Yahoo says we're constantly experimenting with new services and apps, one of which is an invite-only group messaging app called Yahoo Squirrel. Uh, 
that is currently in beta. That sounds stupid. Uh, <laughs> it sounds a, like exactly that is a dumb name. It sounds like exactly what you're looking for, though. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but I won't use that just based on the name. That's just dumb. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So now it does say the company says that your Yahoo ID remains intact for other services like mail and fantasy sports. But I, you know, yeah, it still remains intact, but I don't think that means that, you know, the messenger part of the fantasy app is still going to function. You know what I mean? So we'll find out. All right. The end of an era. The end of an era. And now time for movie news. Now time for movie news. (laughs) That never gets old. Uh, the last thing we've, I mean, we've only got one movie story and it was not a, not really that much of a story. I thought it was just kind of cool to see. Uh, we have some shots from the new doom movie that's going to be coming out. That's Uh, gruesome. Yeah, it's fine. It's awesome, isn't it? It's just gory. Yeah, it's just a hallway full of blood. (laughs) Some guns. Yeah. So no, no real news. Um, just uh, you know, hallway full of blood, some guns, couple uh, cash shots. Yep, cash shots. So I'm looking forward to it, simply because I mean, I like all movies. Unfortunately, is usually how it works out. So I actually liked the original Doom movie, even though people thought it was pretty much a stinker. Uh, I didn't mind it at all. It was the first time we'd seen um, first person action in a movie. It was fantastic, you know. So, I I'm totally into the second one. Why not? Let's uh, that we don't have much information. I'm hoping they go off of the video game because honestly, the video games had a really awesome story in the first re, uh, first remake, the most recent one. Um, I'm dying for a sequel to that. So, uh, let's see here. Um, in this article here from Rock Paper Shotgun, we do have one uh, one tweet from uh, Dominic Maha- Mafam. I sorry, I prob- that there's no way that's real, right. It says finished Doom Two, Doctor Bictruger looking distinctly dodgy. Um, that is a guy from Doom Three, and it's, it says here in the article, and this is this is so true. Uh, you might remember Dr. Petruger from Doom 3. He's the guy who did all these excellent laughs, which is how you know he's mega evil. <laughs> Let's see here. They have a file. Um, small compilation of Dr. Petruger's laughs. This is from YouTube. Come on. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Super evil. Are you playing them? I can't hear them. Yeah. No, oh, you can't. Let me, uh... You must not have your shit there set you up go. correctly. There you go. Okay. There we go. Yeah, super duper evil. That, by the way, is laugh underscore zero three. Oh, well. That's what I've heard is the best of them all. Ooh, that was laugh underscore zero four. 
Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want him selling me a used car. Shifty as shit. No. Yeah. Uh, totally, man. Uh, these set shots look awesome. I want more. Just bummed that The Rock won't be in it and all demonic. And Carl Urban. He was pretty kick-ass in that first one. Yeah, I never even saw it. So. I know. Most people didn't. LOL. OMG. Was that? All right. So as I teased in the intro to the show... The Baraka Latte. Oh, yeah. So, um, scientists have developed a powder made from whole broccoli, which you're supposed to mix into food and drinks, and it's supposed to give you a boost in, you know, like, eat your vegetables type of thing. So, <clears throat> let's see here. The powder is produced using a combination of selected pretreatment and drying processes. Um, it's supposed to keep the flavor, color, and the nutrients from the vegetable. Uh, <laughs> so here's uh, the broccoli powder was tested at a Melbourne cafe, Common Folk, with, quote, mixed reviews when the concoction was brewed into a latte. Well, I mean, why did, they, why did they specifically keep the flavor? You know what I mean? Like, if they wanted to make it so it was going to, you know, just be like, uh, like an additive so you could get all of the nutrients that you're not getting, you know, and being a good, you know, uh, having a good diet. Yeah. Um, you know, why keep the flavor of broccoli? Because who wants broccoli flavored coffee? You know, yeah, why but would you, you have... mix it with coffee? Well, it says in the article because people drink a lot of coffee, you know. I, That's it's not almost a good like, reason. <laughs> I mean, it, it's – if you think about it, it I, I, I see them. I see the idea behind it <clears throat> because it, it – it is something that a lot of people drink a lot of that is kind of like empty calories. You know, uh, it's not something that is really contributing much to your diet at all. So if everyone is doing it, why not add, you know, it's kind of like the thought behind adding fluoride to the water or adding iodine to the, salt. to your salt. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Now, this be- the second one sounds more interesting. Researchers have also be- also uh, used it to make extruded, which is unappetizing, cheese puff-like snacks that have apparently been a hit with kids. I eat veggie straws all the time. Sure. That's what yeah. they are, you know? Yeah, that doesn't sound like anything out of the ordinary, you know? It just weird as hell putting in a coffee. I mean, I understand the, the thought process. Everyone drinks coffee. You want to put it in coffee. But, dude, I mean... The coffee's like yellow. Yeah, again, I feel like if ah. you're gonna if you're gonna uh, 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 try to make it like an additive for a drink or something like that, then yeah, you should just get rid of the taste. Get rid of the taste as well. Uh, yeah, right. and I think the color of that coffee there is is you know I don't know there it looks like there's clearly like some cream in it and stuff. You know what I mean? It's got a fancy little design on it. You know, it's like a Starbucks cup. Oh yeah. It's milk so, and froth, but it's still off colored. That should be brown and white, not I mean it looks brown on my computer screen. It looks it just, pretty green on mine. Yeah. You need to calibrate your monitor. Maybe it's yours that's off, huh? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah, it's it's green. But that's okay. People drink weird colored shit all the time. Okay. Uh the second one, this one was just funny, so I had to put it in there. Uh, a church, of course. You know, I love these churches that put things up on their uh, on their display boards, and they're either uh, purposely funny 
or like this one, misconstrued completely. The Angelican Church of the Holy Spirit says forgiveness is swallowing, swallowing when you'd rather you'd spit. Rather spit. <laughs> what? Now, the, the uh, let's see, the spokesperson for the church explained this. Uh, you don't open your mouth and yell at someone. You close your mouth and swallow. If you want to say something, keep your mouth closed for a bit. Swallow it. Don't spit it out. Still sounds super bad. <laughs> but it's it's more understandable. But wowza. Yeah. Forgiveness is swallowing when you want to spit. Remember that. Forgiveness is swallowing, Sean. <laughs> I love those. So fantastic. All right. Uh, let's see here. Next. Flicks. We are going to be doing movies from... What is today? It'll be the 11th. Uh, so we'll be going from the 11th until the 24th. Round, round there. Somewhere. I don't care. <sighs> June 13th, 14th, 15th. All right. That's limited. That's super limited. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so this first one is for June 15th. This is going to be a Friday, of course. Uh, the Incredibles 2. <clears throat> Samuel L. Jackson, Holly Hunter, uh, Craig T. Nelson, Sarah Vowell, Huck Milner. Everyone's favorite family of superheroes is back in Incredibles 2, but this time Helen is in the spotlight, leaving Bob at home with Violet and Dash to navigate the day-to-day heroics of normal life. It's a tough transition. Next. Thank you. It took it was That's wordy. all they needed. Yeah. I mean, we know what it is, more of the same shit. Just That's mention Baby Jack and be done. Jack oh. Jack. Yep, sorry, we're done. I don't even know if I saw the first one, honestly. Really? And I watched was... a lot of those animated movies, you know. Yeah, it was good. So, I don't know if I saw that one or not. <clears throat> okay, this one says remake. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Superfly. Michael K. Williams, Isaiah Morales, Trevor Jackson, Lex Scott Davis. I like Michael K. Williams. I think Superfly was like one of those like 70s black exploitation movies. I think it was too. You'll like this. Follows an African-American cocaine dealer who tries to secure one more deal before getting out of the business. That's all it says? That's all it says. Nice. Yeah, it sounds good. Cool. Michael K. Williams is awesome, dude. He was uh, Omar in uh, The Wire, and he was on Community. Um, he does a cool show on Viceland called uh, Black Market, where he goes all over the world and like um, – uh, interviews people who deal in you know different types of black market goods uh really interesting guy i've heard him on kevin smith's podcast and things like that too so uh sounds sounds cool actually awesome okay uh this one i'm looking forward to tag yeah this one looks funny (laughs) the byline here is based on a true story we're not kidding (laughs) um ed helms tracy morgan hannibal burris uh, jeremy rayner jake johnson annabelle wallace 
One month every year, five highly competitive friends hit the ground running in a no-holds-barred game of tag they've been playing since the first grade, risking their necks, their jobs, and their relationships to take each other down with the battle cry of, You're it! This year, the game cons- uh, coincides with the wedding of their only undefeated player, which should finally make him an easy target. But he knows they're coming, and he's ready. <laughs> uh, it's funny. It looks great. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm not going to go see this at the theaters or anything because I can't even get to theaters to see the big, huge movies. But uh, I, I will absolutely watch this when it comes out. Yeah, it looks good. Okay, uh, Gotti, John Travolta, Ella Travolta, Kelly Preston, Stacy Keach. That's like his entire family. Pretty much. So I'm going to next this right now. <laughs> okay, it didn't sound that interesting either, but it's about John Gotti, so. Yeah, I get that. If you're into that, you know. Sure. John Travolta, his daughter, and his wife all in a movie together. I'm done already. Sorry. <laughs> you can you can call me out on this a year later, like with the Keanu there Reeves thing. We'll but write this right, one down. <laughs> right, but for right now, F this. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> now we're on to June 22nd. <sighs> Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Ooh. Chris Pratt, <laughs> uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Justice Smith. Toby Jones. I like Toby Jones. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) It's been three years since uh, theme park and luxury resort Jurassic World was destroyed by dinosaurs out of containment. Uh, Isla Nublar, I probably messed that up, now sits abandoned. Oh, Isla Isla Nublar. Isla. I believe that it would be like Isla. I, I, I think so. I don't know. It's the island it's on, for God's sake. Now sits abandoned by humans whilst the surviving dinosaurs fend for themselves in the jungles. Uh, when the island's dormant volcano begins roaring to life, Owen and Claire mount a campaign to rescue the remaining dinosaurs from this extinction-level event. Owen is driven to find Blue, his lead raptor, who's still missing in the wild. And Claire has grown a respect for these creatures. She now makes her mission. Arriving on the unstable island as lava begins raining down. <laughs> this is they're going on forever. <laughs> expedition. Next. Go ahead. They, you you I can was next. Kind of intrigued. I was just I was just <laughs> listening. Honestly, I was like, ah, I'm I'm I want to see it. I'm not going go to go. It's the got theater. another paragraph. I yeah. Uh, I was I was just kind of like lost in the storytelling though. <laughs> I was saying, there's three freaking paragraphs here. That's why I said, oh god. <laughs> I didn't even notice until you started giggling. I was just like enthralled. I was like, are you going to tell me the whole storyline behind the movie? Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> did they screw up and post the novelization instead of the copy? Basically. Oh, my God. Jeff Goldblum's in it. That's really all we need to know. <laughs> Gosh. That's crazy. All right. Um, let's see here. Limited. Limited. Oh, okay. Well. I'm just going to pick a limited one because why the hell not? All right. This will be the last one. Distorted. Christina Ricci. Uh, John Cusack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lauren and Russell uh, decide to move away from the bustle of the city and into the peaceful oasis of the Pinnacle, a coveted luxury condo boasting, uh, boasting ultra-modern design, state-of-the-art features, and security systems. Lauren begins to suspect the building has a dark side and seeks the help of Vernon, John Cusack, an investigative journalist with an intense uh, intense interest in cyber conspiracy. Uh, together, they become they come to believe that the Pinnacle may be brainwashing unsuspected residents. Really? 
What? That took a weird turn. The the building is the pinnacle. What was yeah. the, the pinnacle was a yeah, building the condo. Uh, weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like John Cusack. I'll probably watch it. To be honest, I'm not going anywhere to watch it. But Sounds I'll... intriguing. I guess. Yeah. I'd need to see a trailer. Yeah, I like John Cusack in like serious comedy, which is weird. It's very contradictory, very juxtaposed. But I like him like in um oh gross point blank. Sure. You know, and uh, or like high fidelity. Yeah, a War Inc. You know, where his character is not necessarily supposed to be comedic, but he is. You know, just because plays, of the situation. He plays he's the in. straight man. Yeah. Plus, you know, it's uh, what was it? Gross Point Blank was uh, responsible for one of my favorite movie quotes of all time, and that's "I'll shoot him in the head and then fuck the brain hole." <laughs> I don't know why I love it when Dan Aykroyd says that. It's just so hilarious. <laughs> You're a classy guy. I know. Okay, so that's the end of Next Flix. Sean, what in the hell are you up to? Well, I uh, as I mentioned earlier, like I've taken a, a brief respite from Fallout 4. Uh, I had stopped playing because uh, I've been playing so much recently. And so I just took a little break and I hadn't been playing anything. And uh, not too long ago, I believe, we had discussed in on the show that there would be a baseball game coming out uh, not too soon or uh, not too long from then uh, that would be available on Xbox One and would include, you know, major league players and and real rosters and all that kind of stuff. And that was the first time that, you know, something's been available on Xbox uh, for some time. And uh, I saw the an advertisement for it that it was available, and I grabbed a copy on my way home from work on Friday. So I've been playing RBI Baseball 2018 on my Xbox One for the last couple of days. <sighs> I, I'm I'm always surprised that you don't pick up a PlayStation simply for the sports games. I'm not. I mean, like, okay, so I don't want to be overly critical. Um, oh, so why? Gonna, why are you changing now? <laughs> well, just because, like, I'm happy that I have something. You know what I mean? Like, 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 I'm happy that I have a game with real, like, I that I have a baseball game with decent graphics and real players and real rosters that I can play. You know, whatever. However, um, it's RBI Baseball. You know, and I haven't played RBI Baseball since like the days of Nintendo or whatever. And it's like. St- still basically the same thing you know what i mean like i don't know if you ever played these games but like uh i know you've played baseball before and i know you have like a very nice like you have road to the show right or mlb the show i believe is what it's called now okay so you have a very sophisticated like baseball simulator you know like rbi baseball is not like that so granted it has real players and real rosters and all that kind of stuff but like when it comes to hitting and pitching and fielding and controls and things like that it is the most basic of basics you know it's 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 an arcade game essentially you know you have two kinds of pitches you can throw fast pitch and slow pitch and uh, and and once the ball has been released from your hand you can still control it to the left and to the right of the batter you know and make it veer off to the corner and things like that you know and as a batter it's all about like moving your batter around inside the batter's box and and like jumping at the ball and hitting it in the right place you know there is no batting reticle you know there is no batting target or pitching targets and and uh, that kind of stuff you know, it, I mean, I just I, I need more of a real baseball game. You know what I mean? So like this this uh, this scratches an itch 
but it 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 fails to treat the ailment. Okay. Is that a good is that a good metaphor? Good it, analogy? <laughs> it is. It is. It's it's good. It's as good as you're gonna get on an Xbox. Yeah, and yeah. and that's what's disappointing. Like I want to play the show, you know, or you know, even if it comes down to them going back to having you know MLB 2K or whatever, you know, I, I need a real baseball game here. Like this is this is okay, but like you know, I, I mean, and I should have known. Like when I when I purchased it, it was you know it was a twenty nine ninety nine game, brand new. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, going into it, you know, you're not getting you know a full state of the art simulation i guess you want to call it it's like truck so, stop egg salad right right yeah, i mean like it's a, a gas it's station a great, hot dog yeah it's a great deal but right it i, I love me a good gas man. station hot dog but yeah. uh but it's not what i want to have for like my friday night you know friday evening dinner so uh um you know i just really wish there would be another baseball game this thing's all right but it's just there's so many things i don't like about it you know uh but I don't know. So <laughs> the, the other thing I've been doing is I was uh, scrolling around on Hulu the other night, and uh, they had this whole section devoted to uh, shows that appear on Viceland. Uh, have you ever watched the the TV station Viceland? I have not. Okay. So Viceland is 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 kind of cool. I like it. It's 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 a lot of neat documentary style shows uh, and things like that. And. Uh, um, I found this show on Hulu called Abandoned, and it's hosted by Rick McCrank, who's a former uh, professional skateboarder. And there's 10 episodes, and that's all there is. Like, it looks like it was done back in like 2016, I believe, uh, if I recall. And, uh, and, and there are 10 episodes of it, and I can't remember how long each episode is, maybe like 35, 45 minutes long, something like that. And, uh, and the whole series is called Abandoned, and he just goes uh, in each episode to like a, a different area, a different place, and visits <clears throat> different abandoned structures. Uh, and so, you know, like one episode will be about like California water uh, facilities, you know, and, and California over the years has had all kinds of problems with their water supply and things like that. And so he goes and visits a couple different like water water facilities that are completely abandoned. Uh, and, uh, and there's another episode that's about like nuclear facilities. And he goes and visits, you know, like an abandoned nuclear silo uh, that used to house, you know, nuclear missiles. And he goes and visits an abandoned nuclear power plant that was like built and then like the moment it was built it was decommissioned and so you know it, it never produced a lot of electricity but it's just standing in like you know the the washington state wilderness uh and has been for like you know 20 years or 30 years now it's just been sitting there abandoned and 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 he goes and visits all these places and now he, obviously he's a professional or former professional skateboarder so you know he always manages to find places to skate in these abandoned structures and things like that. Um, but, uh, which is kind of cool too, you know, uh, it just shows like how skateboarding, you know, uh, like originally got its start, you know, like these yeah. dudes skating in like abandoned places and stuff like that. And he always finds, you know, like skate groups that have done the same thing that have like taken up residence in these abandoned structures and like built like little DIY skate resident skate parks and things like that. Um, and then like, uh, there was one episode, the episode that I actually watched first that kind of caught my eye when I was scrolling through everything was episode, episode three. three. 
And that was an episode that was specifically devoted to St. Louis, uh, yeah. where we are, of course. And so he did an episode in St. Louis where we have a rash of, uh, of abandoned schools. Our public school system in St. Louis is atrocious and uh, in, in St. Louis City. And uh, um, and there are quite a few, I believe, in the episode. They said over twenty uh, abandoned schools, and and two of the schools that he visits are just gigantic. I mean, they are they are enormous structures. They are beautiful old old brick, you know, buildings. They look like castles, and uh, and they're both you know completely abandoned. And uh, and he may and he skates like in the gymnasium of one of them, where like the old wooden basketball floors have like buckled up into like hills essentially. And he skates up and down and over them and stuff. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, it was a really cool series. So if you got Hulu, check it out. It's called Abandoned. It's under the Viceland category if you can find it. So. Hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check this out. This looks really good. I, I'm fascinated by abandoned things and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know why, but it, it's all super cool to me. And so, like, I was, I as soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, that sounds kind of cool. I want to see, like, the episode list. And when I looked at the episode list, my eye was immediately drawn to number three, which said St. Louis right in the beginning. And I was like, oh, I'm watching that first. And so I watched it first. And since then, I've just been going back and I've watched every one. I've got only all I haven't watched is episode 10. And I'm going to watch that you know, today. So awesome. Okay. Uh, let's see for me. I've actually, you know, the last few, what the hell are you up to is I've been so busy. Um, I, I haven't done anything. Well, I've been on vacation and leaving me on vacation with all of the B and H photo, eBay and Amazon sites on my laptop is a bad thing. So I bought a few things. Uh, first one, I've been looking for a camera uh, to replace, not necessarily replace, but complement my DSLR camera. Uh, something a little smaller. It's not as big. You know, It's a little lighter, easier to take around. And my, my big thing was I wanted, I didn't want to spend an ungodly amount of money because the first thing, is going to be, yeah, just get like a Sony, you know, RX100 Mark V or the brand new Mark VI and call it a day, you know. But those are like $1,000. I I mean, unless I'm making money off of a camera specifically and the small one I won't be, there's no reason for me to spend that kind of money on it. So I went searching around and I found that I am actually starting to fall in love with Panasonic and their cameras. So I ended up, I was originally going to get the LX100, which is their fixed lens zoom consumer camera, 4K recording, one inch sensor, all the goodies. Um, it's, it's basically the, their version of the RX100 from Sony. Uh, however, I like the ability to switch out lenses. So... You know, it, that kind of, it was a bummer that you couldn't switch out lenses on the um, LX100, but, or the LX10, I'm sorry. But um, it was, it was going to be the one I was going to get until I found the GX85. So the GX85 is a micro four thirds camera from uh, Panasonic. And it's, it's nice and small. Uh, back, if you're looking at it from the front, the footprint is about that of an iPhone 7. And it's, Probably here. I can tell you exactly because I actually have a caliper on my desk because that's how geeky I am. 
Um, so front to back, for those of us in the Americas, it is 2.6 inches. And for those of you who use what we like to call the right measuring system, it is about 66 millimeters. So, and that's with the kit lens. It's it's a nice small camera, very versatile. And because you could change lenses on it, I have uh, you know several different lenses that I can plop on here, and it's just really nice all around shooter. So, that's uh, that's my new camera. If you see fic, uh, pictures or video coming from me, that's probably what they're going to be shot on. And then, this one actually will interest you, Sean, quite a bit. Maybe. I don't know. Um, ever since Pokemon Go was released, and they they released the Pokemon Plus, the little uh, wristband that you can wear, I've kind of wanted one, but it just, I mean, it was like $40. It just wasn't necessary you know, eh, not for what it did. Well, I was recently, I don't know why exactly. I, I think because I got back into the game, I was searching for them. And I stumbled across this device from Detail called the Gotcha. It's G-O hyphen T-C-H-A. And it is a device that mimics a Pokemon Go Plus and it will allow you to, it will, you know, with the Pokemon Go Plus, you can press the button to try to catch a Pokemon. You can press a button to spin a Pokestop, that kind of stuff. You could do the same thing with the Gotcha, but then there's also a mode for each of them that allows it to automatically do it. So if you're walking through the zoo, it will automatically try to catch Pokemon and spin Pokestops for you. <laughs> well, that seems like cheating. And are you sure this is not something that's going to get you banned? It is not because it shows up in the app as a Pokemon Go Plus. <laughs> and they've been out for a while too. So <clears throat> nobody's gotten banned from using one. Um, and that I mean, seems all it, crappy then. the only thing it does is take away the button press. So, you know, you just don't have to press the button on the Go Plus anymore, which is, is not really that big of a deal, you know. So, but yeah. So I got one of those. Uh, works really well. My only complaint is that it prioritizes catching Pokemon over spinning Pokestops. So if you're in an area with a Pokestop and there's a lot of Pokemon around it, it'll try to catch them. But if you don't have any Pokeballs, it can't catch them. Because it it, you know, the Pokemon Go Plus and this can only throw a regular Pokeball. They will not throw you know, any of the other Pokeballs, the Ultra Ball or any of that. So, you know, if you're out and you need to spend the Pokestop to get Pokeballs to catch the Pokemon around the freaking Pokestop, you're SOLJWF. It won't do anything. So that's a problem. And this thing eats Pokeballs for breakfast. I left it on one day on my way to the movies, and I, it used like 20 Pokeballs on the way there. Uh, I caught a bunch of Pokemon, but, you know, it's like, Jesus, it's a lot of Pokeballs. So, yeah. It's fun. It got me back into the game. So You're not doing anything. You're not back into the game. <laughs> You're just walking around with a stupid watch on. It does it all for you. I got way more Pokemon than you now, Sean. <laughs> Eat a dick. <laughs> uh, Eat you, a pokey dick. <laughs> you were one of those kids who uh, who would uh, who would poo-poo the use of a game shark, weren't you, Sean? No, absolutely not. Okay, well then there you go. You eat a dick. 
<laughs> I can be as hypocritical as I want to be. <laughs> uh, you can actually get these. Um, you can get them online for a myriad of prices. You know, depending. Uh, there's some knockoffs out there, so be careful. Uh, I got mine directly from the Code Junkies website, which, if you look at their site, it's pretty much all Game Sharks and action replays. <laughs> but you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> if you're not gaming the game, you're not playing it hard enough, Sean. Whatever. I hope they ban your ass. <laughs> all right. So uh, another thing I got the BuildTac Flex Plate for my 3D printer. BuildTac is a printing surface for those of you who are having print problems printing PLA or well, damn near anything, really. I use blue painter's tape, but it's kind of a pain in the ass because you got to clean off your prints afterwards. This is a piece of BuildTac on a spring steel sheet. And then they have a an attachment for your print bed that has magnets in it. You just slap that sucker on there. When you're done printing, you pull it off, bend it, your part pops right off, and you continue on about your day. So, that was pretty cool. They got a bunch of different sizes, uh, depending on your printer. So hop on there, see what they got. Ordered mine directly from their website, so you can get them from Amazon and other places, though. And then I won't talk about this one too much because I don't want to spoil it for you, Sean. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but I did nope, go to see yet. Deadpool two. It is amazing, absolutely, unequivocally amazing. You have just to as see good, it. just as good as the first one. Just as good as the first one. I mean, I, I won't say if not better because I think they they each scratch their own itch, but you will you will not be in any way, shape, or form disappointed at all. It is so good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So. Uh, I definitely, you're going to have to go see it twice because things happen so goddamn fast. And there are so many hidden references in that. I mean, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, very good stuff. All right, guys, that's all we got for this episode. So uh, join us in a couple weeks when we do another one because, you know, we love you and we got to keep coming back from you. Uh, I did, um, I did make sure to. Uh, loosen the chains on Chuck a little bit. Um, literally, uh, we had him chained to the chair. Uh, I've loosened them, given him an extra few inches so he doesn't have to stretch his leg out when he goes pee. I bet you gave him an extra few inches. Ah! <laughs> remember, Sean, remember that forgiveness is swallowing when you want to spit. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> pretty sure she didn't say that <laughs> apparently god did <laughs> <laughs>